0: Everyone, you're listening to Operation Dichotomy. I'm Paul, I'm your host, and we are the bridge between perception and reality. On today's episode, we have the privilege to sit down and chat with my friend, Jacob Russell. Now, normally I would introduce you all to him as many different things, fill in the blank, A, B, C, D, E, but he pointed out to me that the introduction that I make for people sometimes goes against what we stand for as a brand. And what that means is if I introduce him as, uh, for example, a cyclist, which he is an avid cyclist, again, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm sorry, uh, you have assumptions about who he is because he's a cyclist. And so I didn't say that, and I won't say that. I'm going to let you listen in on our conversation and uh, not make whatever assumption you want, but just learn about who he is as a person and... Um, yeah, so let's get this conversation going so that this weird introduction can stop. <laughs> Welcome, Jacob. Thank you so much for your time, man.
1: Yeah, thank you for thank you for having me on. And I mean, I think for a last minute uh, introduction flow, <laughs> uh, no, I think it's great. And you know, that's obviously not a not trying to dampen on on what you typically do or what anyone does really for podcasting. But I, I do think for your specific kind of goal and message. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little twist to it. So, you know, yeah. even if I could just provide that
0: today. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, man. And it really makes me think, um, I'll probably still do it just because it's easy, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes in the future. In right. the meantime, for today, uh, I asked Jacob to speak to us and share a little bit about his thoughts because um, he has a lot of experience, let's say experience, with this idea of mental health. And I know that for the most part, we don't really talk about mental health. And at least my circle of of friends and my community, I have a lot of people that say, hey, we need to talk more about mental health. We need to talk more about mental health, depression, and all these other things that go into it. But the reality is they never really talk about mental health. They just say that we need to. Uh, So I figured that today we have, we have this cool guy. He's a friend of mine, Jacob. Um, I'll save you guys from how we met just because I value your time and his, uh, we, we want to talk in detail a little bit about mental health, Jacob. So can you walk us through maybe a little bit first about why you are the local expert in mental health, quote unquote, and, um, maybe a little bit about your story as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I will say like what you touched on, um, Uh, it's becoming more of an awareness thing. People are wanting to talk more about it. People are wanting to bring it to the forefront, whatever those reasons are for. But a lot of times people don't know how to start that conversation, how to have that conversation. Um, And a lot of it is because so many people who have been living with mental health issues either have been taught to kind of not acknowledge them and just kind of get through them. Uh, Or there's that stigma of if you have mental health issues, and you do talk about them, you need to immediately go to a therapist. And that's Mm. kind of like, those are your options. Uh, And I do think it's it's shifting to be, hey, like, with the pressures that are put on us, both with society and within ourselves, it's becoming more apparent that there are little things, little mental health issues that a lot of us have, even if they're not full-blown to say someone who is suffering with like a severe case of something. There's all these little things that we deal with day in and day out that if we had a little bit more clarity as to what they were or what they stem from, it would actually help us understand not only ourselves, but other people more. Mm. Um, So as far as that goes, my mental health past as so I would say, I mean, it, it started, pretty early on and i i think what's interesting is with a lot of mental health issues such as depression which is what i went through you never really pinpoint like when it started happening it was all these little things that kind of built up over time to where at a certain point you realize just how much it affects your life um so i went through a lot of that in high school even a little bit in middle school Uh, i moved from you know having a group of friends to a different city um, having to readapt to that and not really having a whole lot of confidence in myself and kind of knowing who i was i mean you're still in middle school you're still trying to figure out who that is anyway (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um it, it kind of started in that space in high school when you get exposed to a lot of different things uh you really start to see a lot of different people how a lot of different people act and you can either take that as what it is and notice that people are different or you can take that and say there must be something wrong with me something different with me and i i think i definitely went the latter on that whole high school experience um and back then i i didn't really understand what it was i just knew that like there was something about me that it wasn't i don't know it didn't feel positive didn't feel happy like i didn't necessarily know how to be positive or be grateful or be happy for anything Um, and you know continue on into adulthood there was a a period of time where i was like okay like maybe maybe i can try this positivity thing and and be optimistic and, and do all this and I I'm sure there's other people who've done this before, but instead of saying that you're a pessimist, you're like, no, I'm just realist. Like, I'm just real about how things are. Uh, But I mean, at the end of the day, you're still kind of creating what that frame of reference for real is Mm -hmm. and what is negative and what is positive. But uh, as far as getting to kind of, I guess my, my worst, Aspect of it was moving out to Colorado. I lived in Southern California. I moved out to Colorado for two years, and in that time, uh, I was working a lot. I was trying to support me and my girlfriend at the time, uh, trying to you know be that person to pay for groceries, pay for this, pay for that, like take care of the household kind of deal, um, and. I think over time that just kind of wore on me and slowly more and more, I just felt bogged down every day of just waking up, going to work, coming home and just being exhausted all the time. And for a little while I was like, okay, you know, maybe my diet's not that great. Maybe I'm just not as active as I'd like to be. There's something else that maybe I'm just not doing. Uh, And then it got to a point where about like, I would say three days or so out of the week, um, I would wake up and I'd just be standing there kind of in this living room and end up kind of going through this routine of just asking myself and, and really looking at what I was doing in my life in general. And I would say, if this is the way that your life is going to be for the rest of your life, would you still want to be living it? And most days it was just kind of a, no, I didn't feel like it. I was doing things out of necessity because I knew that I couldn't bring myself to do anything to myself, but at the same time, I wasn't enjoying what I was doing being just here, (laughs) you know? So
2: Mm. uh,
1: that, uh, that went on for, Probably a few months uh, at least as far as like being a, a daily weekly deal uh, and, and that of course influences a lot of the people that you know and a lot of people that you're around uh, and really just kind of how that affects you as a person because it also changes your perception of of what it is you're living on a daily basis
2: hmm.
1: but yeah I, so like that's that's kind of where everything kind of came together. And I, I, mean, now I'm definitely not in that same place. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously it's, you're able to get out of that, but it, there's, there's so many ways to, to do it. Um, but I, I do think there are certain things that we can do on our own, but also certain things that people should, get help for and and actually talk to people about and obviously that's not easy because i didn't (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so it'd be hypocritical to be like you just need to go talk to someone it's like well i mean you know
0: (laughs) yeah no definitely uh you called it a a space right you being in that space i think i'm just going to refer to it as that space for today's sake Mm -hmm. yep how how does someone, like, well, obviously no one goes seeking out that space, right? They fall into it somehow. They, they're nurtured into it. Um, and sometimes there's a biological component behind it as well. What do you think leads people into that space of depression and lacking happiness, as you said, and just losing that purpose? Or is there multiple things?
1: I, I think it's always multiple things and it is different for for different people because, you know, let's be honest, as much as we are all people, we're all human beings, everyone's wired just slightly different. Mm-hmm. And that influences what it is that they take in and how that outputs on on a daily basis. So for me, I think it was – just a buildup of a lot of things, whether that be unhappiness in my job, unhappiness at home, not doing anything that fulfilled me. uh, The things that I mentioned, which are are good aspects of that, but not taking care of myself. So I wasn't active. I wasn't eating well. Um, At a certain point, I, I I worked in restaurants for a while, but at a certain point I would go to work and every day I would have at least like, one to two beers tops and it's very easy to say okay that's not a lot but as someone who doesn't and hasn't really consumed that much alcohol over time knowing that like one or two a day is still on a consistent basis a lot uh, that fed into it and even now um, I will say kind of on that note I I don't always uh consume a whole lot of alcohol i'll I'll have some here and there um but i realize that if i do have it the day after day after is usually a little fuzzy i'm i'm very quick to kind of be in more of a down space which is interesting Hmm. um and you know i i don't know if that's necessarily like the way that my body and mind react to it if it's recalling hey like this is a previous time that this has been a part of your life kind of deal. Um, Which is also, that's a whole other reference point. But um, yeah, I I will say that like, there are a lot of things that build up over time. It's not something where you wake up one day and you're just like, Oh, I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the little things that kind of chip away at kind of your hope chip away at, at your drive to do things. And, you know you start sacrificing little things here and there to the point where you don't really see a point in trying to pick it back up or even do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get in that like almost apathetic kind of feel to everything, because once you I think once you stop doing things and you realize that you can at least get by without doing them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you stop seeing a point in, in doing them. as weird as that sounds, like, you know, let's say for instance, uh, as I was training for this marathon that I did earlier this year, there was a point to running. I was doing it. I was doing it consistently, at least long runs once a week. And then after the marathon, it was okay. I don't, I don't really, I don't need to be doing this anymore. I'm not working towards a goal aside from like personal health. So like I can get by without it. So I just stopped doing it. And it's kind of like when you get to the point of something as simple as brushing your teeth, you know, like you can, you can brush your teeth once a day, once every other day, especially if you're like in a profession that people aren't going to notice you start finding compromises in your, your surroundings and in your life that you can do without and almost try and just, minimize the amount of responsibility you have to yourself Hmm. at a certain point Uh, so Mm -hmm. yeah it is it's a lot of little things that i think build up to to getting you in fully in that space it's not something that you wake up and you you're in but it may be Mm -hmm. something that you one day wake up and realize that hey like this is actually where i am
0: can you describe for me and then also the other people that might be listening to this who have really no idea what it's like to be depressed. I know it's kind of an odd question, Um, but I had someone. So I've met people who've been depressed and I've read descriptions about quote unquote, what it's like, but I never really understood it. Uh, But recently somebody described it to me as wanting to die every single day. And for some reason, when she described it that way, it, it really, hmm, I don't know. It just, I guess it just hit me differently where it's, okay. It's, it's serious. Like you literally want to die every single day. And she said that until she got out of that state, she didn't even know what it was like to not want to die every single day. And, for me, it took that sort of description to be like, oh, this is a serious thing. It's not just somebody being like, hey, I have a bad day today because I stubbed my toe on the table. It's, mm-hmm. it's no joke. Um, so yeah. can you can you describe that a little bit for, I don't know, for everyone so that they can get a better understanding of what that might be like? Uh, I mean,
1: I can I can try. And, and I will say I, I chuckled back then because it really is like, that's, that's a blanket way to say it is you, you really just, you don't know what it's like to wake up and not want to literally just not have that thought of, I don't want to do this today. Um, and, you know, I, I went through that a, a good amount just to, to wake up and be like, cool, here we are. So you like, you know, you put your clothes on. Now, first of all, I, I should backtrack a little bit. It, it starts off with you waking up late because you don't want to get out of bed anyway. So when you finally do wake up, you drag yourself out of bed, then you're in a hurry because obviously you've overslept and you didn't want to do what you want to do. So Eve, let's say on a given day, I wanted to work out in the morning, set my alarm, I overslept, I didn't go for a workout. Then I'm mad at myself for not doing that. Then I think I'm lazy. There's a there's a good amount of self-deprecation in, in depression, I think, um, which I've turned into humor Um, now that I've kind of moved past it. I I can, I can do that. Uh, But when you're in it, uh, there is a lot of negative self-talk. You you talk down to yourself a lot. You don't, you don't see a lot in yourself. Um, And a whole other subject is you do end up looking for others to validate your existence, whether that be your friendships or your relationships uh, to make you think that you actually have a reason to be around um so backtracking uh, you wake up late you didn't do something you wanted to do so you're already kind of unhappy with yourself and unhappy at the world you go and you get dressed and let's say depending on where you are how long you've been in it maybe your clothes don't fit anymore and that's either overeating or undereating because both are actually factors of being depressed either you eat a lot of stuff you shouldn't or you don't eat at all mm. um or you do both within the span of a week (laughs) because I've also been there. Your, your appetite fluctuates constantly. Um, and then you finally, you get ready and you get out the door literally when you need to, because at least for me, I timed, okay, when is the time I should leave for work? And when is the time that I can leave for work that if I find parking at the right time, I can be there when I need to be there. Um, and so usually get in the car as soon as I need to be to drive to where I need to go to clock into a job that I don't find any fulfillment in and don't enjoy uh, fully within myself Um, and then you pretty much use your work to funnel yourself into and remove yourself from your problems which is probably why I became a workaholic but that's (laughs) You know i mean
2: mm-hmm.
1: we 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 can call it work ethic and drive now, but but it all started because I didn't want to face anything else Interesting. Um, yeah, so uh you know you you finally do that, you get off from work, you've had a lot of work stress, and you've you've put yourself into something, and now that you're off, the only thing you have to do is go home and face yourself if you're not doing anything else um, and you know you start this cycle especially if you like I did for a while is lean on that crutch of saying I'm an introvert, not because that's how I thrive, but saying I'm an introvert as an excuse to not go out and do things and socialize and meet new people. Um, Because there, there are a a lot of high functioning introverted people. Um, But there's also that fine line of, of using that as an excuse to tell yourself why you're not going to meet new people why you're not going to expand your network, why you're not going to get out of the space that you're in to improve it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I think that like, that was kind of my my typical week is just this, you're, you start living a life that in your mind, you kind of convince yourself isn't really a life and not worth living for. Um, and you get into that big, I'm just working to pay bills and I can't do anything else because that's all I'm doing in my life kind of deal. And it it is kind of weird to saying all this now, like speaking all this, I'm just like, God, like shut up, you know, like, (laughs) and it's not, and it's not in that space of like, Oh, like you're just lazy or anything like this, but it's like with, with where I am now looking at all that and going through all that uh, it kind of reminds me that as much as it is, partially like what's going on in your brain it is what you perceive of it and the mindset that you actually approach not just that but
0: most of your life with Mm -hmm. let's talk about that for a second because i think i've met more people than i would like that would take that approach when they meet somebody who's going through depression or having some sort of mental health issue and their response would be just that like dude shut up you're complaining again about this this and this and this just get over it and that's bad advice obviously but (laughs) but let's be just very blunt about this why is that bad advice why is it bad advice to be like hey just just get over it just think differently just just get over yourself like it's you know like correct
2: that well
1: so it's it's bad advice because what happens is is when you do that, you invalidate what someone's going through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you say just get over it, you're you're essentially saying, look, whatever you're going through, it's not important. You have other shit to do. But with someone in that space, like that's that is literally that is their life. You know, there is not something to to get over. It's it's something that they're progressively going through. So you can't necessarily talk to someone and just be like, Oh, you know, that sucks. You just need to get over it. Because to that person, what that really just said is you didn't listen to anything that I had to say. And on top of that, you don't think that what I'm going through is, is valid as a, a struggle of, of what it is I'm actually dealing with. So that person then, whoever receives the advice of get over it, they realize, okay, I'm not going to talk to that person anymore. I'm pretty much just going to shut them out. And I'm going to be very base level when they ask me how I'm doing, be like, you know, it's fine. It's good. Things are cool. You you get very short with those people because with those interactions, you already know that there's no use talking more about it because they're not going to a understand Mm -hmm. and they're not willing to actually put themselves in a place to fully understand what it is you're going through. Hmm. So the 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 reason that so many people have that hesitancy to actually talk to anyone is because of people who give really bad advice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um the people who say, Oh, you should just get over it. Oh, just go outside, be active, oh just do this. It's like, yeah, you know, I've I've been riding a bike for like seven, seven years or so now. Um but there was a period of time when I was going through a lot of this depression, I didn't ride a bike, but it's not because I wasn't an active person, but it was because I would wake up, look at the weather outside and be like, wow, it's really nice outside. I should go ride. And then 30 minutes later, I'm still laying in bed, still looking out the window going, well, I got to work in like a few hours. So I guess I'll just stay in until I have to go. And you, you start coming up with those compromises of, you know what it is you can fit in the day all of a sudden things take longer because you're like oh i can't i can't fit that in Mm -hmm. i can't go to the gym i don't have time for that um but you know that's that. there are things that i believe influence that state of mind but i'm not going to start with hey i'm feeling really down today cool well how about you eat better drink water be active Mm -hmm. be happy choose like you know i could list off a thousand things that that do work because they've worked for me, but they're not going to help if I just shout them at you, you know, Mm -hmm. without actually, without actually having that conversation of first acknowledging that you have those feelings Mm -hmm. and validating that look like your emotions and your feelings are real. Mm -hmm. They're not imaginary. You're, you're experiencing them, but it's how we take that and how we use it to move ourselves through our lives to actually make something of it
0: yeah I think you said something incredibly, incredibly important, not just for this scenario when you are talking to people with mental health issues, but with anything right you have to you have to be able to understand them and I think the key word here is empathy, and at that point when you're able to understand them, then you can give advice or solve a problem um, and I learned this. I I, I knew it before, but I really learned this just recently when I was talking with my wife and um, I forget exactly the conversation we were having, but I immediately went into problem solving mode because for me, it's you have a problem, then the way you feel better is by me helping you solve that problem. So I was like, oh, well, and then I I interrogate, right? And so she always tells me I'm interrogating her and asking all the useless questions to shut up and whatever. And then I just, she she looked at me and she was like, dude, you are such a guy. What, what, what do you mean? Like, you're such a stereotypical guy where you just jump to the problem solving. And I asked, um, I asked her what her close girlfriends would do differently. Because for me, I was, I guess I am a guy. Well, I'm trying to solve your problem. You know, that's, that's how, that's how I'm showing my love to you, right? I'm trying to solve this problem so it doesn't bug you anymore. What do you mean? I'm not why am i a guy he's just like they'd probably say something like oh man well well that really sucks even something as simple as that and i don't know why it was that moment it's like, oh dude that's that's empathy right that's understanding <laughs> just acknowledging where they're at right acknowledging the fact that this person feels this way regardless of whether or not there's a solution regardless of uh what your opinion is about what they're going through. Like I can come in with this opinion of, oh, depression is, it's not real. It's imaginary. It's just people being down on themselves, uh, which I don't. But that's besides the point, right? It doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what I believe because the truth is you feel the way that you feel. And the only way we can get from where you are to maybe a better place is for me to be like, oh, you do feel that way. That sucks. I acknowledge that. Let's suffer together for half a second or two. And then maybe later we can solve the problem, but it's not going to happen without the acknowledgement first. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, Yeah, because that's exactly what we stand for, right? Empathy and understanding. We just don't make the effort to try to understand each other, which is why it's so easy to miscommunicate and then all this other crap happens. Uh, So I do have a question kind of following up with that. Um, I think a stereotype that sometimes people have is that when someone is going through a mental health issue, they don't want to talk about it or it's off limits. Is that number one, is that true? And how do you go about talking about it? Cause is that part of the solution as well? Having somebody talk about it and what would you say to that?
1: Well, it is like, it is working through the problem. And this is kind of going back, literally just what you said, going through and, and working out the problem is part of the solution, but you, you have to have the right people to talk to your friend who, you know, seems pretty close with you, but doesn't really go too in depth with anything who says, Hey, like I'm here if you need anything. That's kind of a surface level thing. Because if you don't know, if those people haven't shared their struggles with you, you don't know what they've gone through. And you hit that point of like, I don't know how you'd be able to relate to this. And I don't know how you would react to this. Mm -hmm. So one, I I do think that talking about these things, getting them out of your head and finding different perspective on it is important. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean that you should talk to everyone about it. Like at least when you're going through it afterwards, like now that I'm past it, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll share that. I'll talk about it. I, I want to share that experience with other people, but during, like you're not going to throw it out there and be like, this is what I'm going through. This is like, because then, you know, there is that, that point of people start labeling you. Oh yeah. Like we, yeah, we were going to invite him out, but he's always just so down. or like, yeah, he's like depressed or whatever. Like, we're just not gonna, we're just not gonna deal with it kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the important part is not just talking about it, but it's talking to the right people. And you, you don't necessarily want to bring this up and mental, mental health in general is a very emotional driven thing. So you're not gonna to go to someone you know is very logic-based, and I can be very logic-based a lot of the time, um, and be like, this is my problem. Because, like you just said, the first instinct is gonna be, well, let's solve your problem. Let's, let's look at this logically and find out where the, the pinpoints are, and we can do this, and this, and this, and like, maybe you just need to do this tomorrow, and fit this in here, and then change this here. And the thing is, is when you do that to someone who's in a very emotionally charged space, it it doesn't make sense because there's no connection there. There's no connection with how I feel and what I'm going to do tomorrow. It's this is how I feel now. How do I get out of where I feel now and and do something with it to where I can feel better about not only myself but the situation I'm in. So, uh, it it really is like that disconnect, right? Because, as you said. Sometimes all it takes is someone to be like, yeah, like that really sucks. I'm going to validate that you, that you feel this way. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't. I'm not going to say that it's wrong to feel this way. I'm going to say, Hey, like that's unfortunate that you're, that you're going through this. Usually my next question to people is, do you want to fix this? Or do you just need to vent? Do you just need to get it off your chest? Because that alone can help people is to just, I don't need this in me. I just need it out. And acknowledging, okay, I understand that this is what you said. This is how you feel. Do you actually want to fix this problem? Or are you just Mm -hmm. saying it because I need to, I need to say this. Do
0: Do you ask them? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'll ask people that. Because the thing is, is that that's, that's what influences where the conversation goes. Because if they're just like, I just, I just want to say this, I'll be like, okay, cool. So let's get your mind off of it. Then you said it let's change the subject.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If it's something they want to talk about, something that, that is really bothering them that, that we really want to get into, then in that case we'll be like, okay, then let's dive a little bit into it. Let's, let's apply some logic to this very emotional situation. Mm-hmm. But until you do that, until you figure out like what's going on with them, it all starts with acknowledging that what they're feeling is legit and, and is, is sound and, and reasonable for them to be feeling that way. And... You know, because the thing is long-term, if you do that enough and they're just, I'm just venting, I'm just venting, I'm just venting. Then at a certain point, they'll be like, no, you know what? I actually do want to talk about this.
2: Hmm.
1: And it doesn't have to be all the time. You're not, I mean, I make a joke with people who are friends with me that like, look, I'm probably going to have really in-depth philosophical conversations with you more than you'd like. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) that's, that's just who I am.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not a joke. It's for real.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, However, it's nice to have those relationships to where you can just be like, you know, someone's just like, oh, I'm feeling this way today. They're like, yeah, I mean, I can relate. That sucks. It's not great. And, you know, sometimes they'll just let it go. And other times you want to get more in depth. And I think that that's where, like, finding the people who are too overwilling to give advice, who don't actually know how to give advice. Mm -hmm. is where we get into the place of people not wanting to talk about anything because Mm -hmm. then they're like, "Now I talked to someone about this before. They obviously just wanted to tell me how to live my life and that I was doing stuff wrong and leave it at that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So it's it's tricky and, and it's not easy to find those people. You know, I mean, to find people to be open with. I mean, I was in a relationship when I was depressed, yet I didn't feel comfortable enough to open up with the fact that like, how do you go about telling someone that you live with? Be like, hey, by the way, I wake up every day not really wanting to live. Not sure how I deal with that. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like, it's how do you bring up that that conversation? And a lot of people do like they they result on that. Maybe you should find someone to talk to, kind of deal. And, and I think a lot of that stems from people not knowing how to actually address those situations and, and react to someone going through a difficult time because. Either they haven't been through it themselves or they just are dealing with so much within themselves that they just can't even fathom helping someone else with their problems.
0: So when people, <clears throat> excuse me, people say, talk to someone else or talk to whoever professionally about this, um, right. they're usually referring to therapists or psychologists or, or whatever fits into that category of doctors, right? Um Correct. The, is that valid? Be like, Hey, you should talk to someone professional about this because they're trained to bring out, meet you where you're at and then bring out the, whatever you're going through and help you get through that. Or do you see it more as a, I don't want to call it a cop out, but is I guess there's a balance, right? There's a, a part where I want to help and do what I can. Um, but at the same time, I personally know I'm not equipped to do something a psychologist or a therapist would do. So I would refer them right. to somebody else. Where, where is that, that balance? Like what would, what would you tell yourself however many years ago when you were in the, the depth of that space and what would you have heard and responded to?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that is tough because at a certain point, like, yeah, you, you should talk to people who are trained to kind of, Get really in depth with that. Um, One thing is that I've noticed is it's actually easier to talk to people that you aren't as close with, Mm -hmm. Um, because at at a certain point, you'll you'll kind of dance around answers. You'll you'll rephrase certain things. You'll, depending on what that relationship is, you won't be as open and honest about it because they're too close. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And I think that there is a point where talking to a, an actual professional about certain things is, is warranted. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, like I should have, <laughs> I'm, i I probably at a certain point should have talked to somebody about something mm-hmm. to possibly get on, I don't know, medication or just a, a plan to kind of get myself out of where I was. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm stubborn and figured I could just, do it myself and figure, lean into self-awareness and just figure it out. Um, Luckily that that worked, but it's obviously not that simple. Um, But it's all about how it's, how it's brought up. If you, if you say something to someone, they're just like, you know, like maybe you should get help if you feel this way. It's, it seems like a very cookie cutter response. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're feeling down. Go talk to someone with like no emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if if that conversation has changed to someone, again, being honest back to that person to be like, look, like it sounds like you're going through a lot and I'm personally going through a lot that I don't think I can help you. And I also don't think that I'm good at helping people. Again, that's a self-awareness thing to be like, look, I'm not really good with helping people and I'm going through a lot too to, that may or may not involve you that I'm not the person to talk to with this, but I really do think you should talk to somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's it's that two-way of of being, if you want someone to be honest and open with you, you also need to be open and honest with them. That's just, that's how it goes because that's how you build trust with someone. That's how you build a relationship with anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think too often people open up to the wrong people and are just met with a wall of, well i can't relate to this so you should just go talk to someone without any any context and i think that over time like that that wears down on you because if you're telling being told go talk to someone and the more people you talk to who aren't professionals keep shutting you down or keep giving you bad advice you don't have a whole lot of trust in just finding people to talk to
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like that's it's difficult but that it's it's a big part of how you factor those things in and I mean if I were to think about like what I would say to myself to what I would listen to I mean that's a tough one already (laughs) because like uh, at that point in my life like what hey I think I was just so stubborn on on finding my way out and finding what worked for me that talking to someone to build up like bring up past stuff like I don't regardless of how much the past has, has an influence of where I am or where I'm going, I don't want to constantly live in the past. So talking to someone bringing things up from the past constantly doesn't work for me. And maybe it works for some people, but I'm much more interested in seeing where your habits and what you do now and specifically how your past has influenced that and realizing that you can change that. It, it, it's actually easier once you acknowledge where those things came from in the past to deal with them in the future because you know what certain like situations will bring about those those certain uh, outcomes.
0: Hmm. Did you did you have uh, should I classify as good people that were good about reaching out to you and speaking to you in a way that you understood? Um, I'm sure you had bad people, the ones that, not bad as in like bad people, but the ones that communicated poorly in terms of, hey, just get over it. Oh, that sucks. Talk to somebody. But did you have friends or family that were able to reach out to you? Like, Jacob, I I get where you're coming from. That really sucks, et cetera, et cetera. In the the way that would influence you positively?
1: Uh, Well, no, because I I never talked about it. Oh everything was always, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. You know, I'm just hungry. It was always something else. It was never something that was happening in me. It was always something happening around me. Oh, like there was this, like this happened at work today. I'm just really drained. I, it was a really long day. It was, I'm just tired. It's this, it's that it's this. And because outwardly I I wanted to just be a normal person and, and not have people tiptoe around me to be like, like, Oh, like, how are you feeling today? What's, what's going on? Like, I, it's still like having a functional level of depression is still, you're still going to work. You're still interacting with people. You still make jokes. You still like, you have connections, but everything is very surface level because you won't open up about who you are as a person. So everything stops at a certain point. And there's just this depth that you never get to. So you can't be mad at people being good people or bad people to talk to because you've never actually given anyone anything to try to be that person for you. Mm -hmm. And so
0: go ahead. I was going to say, so would you advise someone who might be going through depression that they definitely should talk about it with someone? Obviously be care, be careful about who you uh, careful may not be the right word, but be particular maybe about who you speak to, but definitely you should speak to someone.
1: Right. I would say there, there's a level of being selective with it. You want to you wanna pick and choose, uh, at least who you go that in depth with. But I think we, we need to learn how to express what it is we're going through without feeling the need to, to overdo it on details. Hmm. So, and not put a label on it. To be able to just be like, if something's happening, be like, hey, like, you know, I'm just going through a lot mentally. It's been kind of a weird week. I've been in a weird space. Using words to where the people who are not going to question you won't question it. But the people who know, yeah, it's been in a weird space. You'll know the people who are like, oh, okay, well, what's going on? Is that like something happened? Are you just kind of there? Like the people who really get into it are the mm-hmm. ones who you who you realize, okay, cool, I can go to you. Hmm. But the people who are just like, oh, I'm having a weird week, it's a weird day, and they're like, oh yeah, that sucks, and leave it at that. All right, well, obviously, I know, I know where the surface level is of that relationship, and I'm not going to dig into it,
2: mm.
1: especially when you get in that, that head-to-head of needing to talk to someone about something about yourself, and all they want to do is talk about themselves. So that's, that's really something to look at is when you're like, oh, I've had a weird day, and that person immediately goes, yeah, I know what you mean. This happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. And all of a sudden, you're like, okay, so I don't actually matter in this conversation. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to sit back and just be the observer in what it is you're going through.
0: Right. So learn to listen, learn to actively listen, which again, I hopefully we can cover this at some point in the future, but it's important, right? It's what builds relationships yep. and allows people a space to be able to speak freely. Huh? Okay. Um, I guess another, maybe the last question for now, just cause of time, but, um, you know, we talked about mental health awareness in the beginning and how it's, there's a movement going on, right? Mental health awareness for various different reasons. From your perspective, why do you think it's important that we as a society are aware of mental health?
1: I mean, there's a lot of different aspects of that. One is because we're all people, like Everyone's dealing with their own stuff. I, I don't think that it's it would be in bad taste to think that there isn't a person, let's say just in this country, who isn't going through something that can be linked to something that's a, a mental health issue, whether that be anxiety or depression or an eating disorder or you know, social anxieties, like all these things that we're very quick to to subcategorize, but in the grand scheme of things, it's all part of our, our mental function. Mm -hmm. So, and these are things that affect the jobs that we have, the friends that we have, the the things that we're able to do on a daily basis. This isn't something that only comes out after work or like on certain times. Like these are things that people live with and it, it really affects how you interact and talk to people or on a higher end how you manage and lead people like you need to know what's going on with people if you want to be a good friend a good leader a good person in general I think that we we need to be at least open to acknowledging when these things are going on and acknowledge that hey like we may be very different But the fact of the matter is we all have to deal with sometimes very similar mental issues, just in different aspects of our lives. And so I do feel like trying to, to not acknowledge mental health as a whole brings about this whole like thing about where everyone's just trying to, to be a a perfect person and no one's really dealing with anything. And when you really look at it, like, There's, there's all these little things that link back to whether they be like mental issues or mental illness, either way, like being more open about what the hell is going on with us is, is important.
0: Hmm. I guess it's exactly what it sounds like. Just being aware. Mm -hmm. And that once you're aware, you choose what to do with it. Either contribute to the solution or at least know, right? At least know, understand and try to empathize um, who knows who knows the people around you what they're going through? They may be the closest people to you, but at the same time, just might have no idea
1: yeah, or you know, for instance, maybe you bring something us, bring something up with someone, and they realize, oh, like I actually have that happens to me too i didn 't realize that that was linked with that because hmm. we ha- we have the internet, but no one's going to just sit there and look up, hey, what mental illnesses do I have um, it's just it's not a thing but if if you talk to someone and you're like wait like that's is that really part of that like that's because it's weird like i have this over here and i I do it with this and you you kind of start to open up a lot of things to where people who have felt out of place or really weird about certain things for the longest time can kind of come in and be like oh like this person knows how i feel with this Mm even if it is something they've typically kept themselves and not talked about at
0: all. Yeah. It normalizes it. And I think mm-hmm. that gives them so much security to accept it and realize that it's not, it's not just me. It's a thing that happens to a lot of people. Now let's deal with it as opposed to, Oh shoot, this is a secret that I'm going to keep for the rest of my life because it's just me. And I mean, I guess that was kind of a stupid question. Mental health awareness is for mental health awareness. <laughs> and well, but I mean,
1: it's what what is the purpose really? You know, like sure. what what are we we can bring awareness to to anything, but what are you gonna do with the information when you have it? Uh-huh. And that's I, I think where your question was is is yes, okay, mental health awareness, cool, but now what? Yes. And, and exactly. I, I really I do think and you, you made a even even if it was just a Small mention, you made a good point, which is now let's deal with it. It's you don't bring awareness to something to leave it be. You bring awareness to an issue to actually make changes on it and fix it and, and improve on it. So right. that's that's the other half of mental health awareness is how can we help other people live better lives by acknowledging the things that they've previously didn't want to mention
0: or talk about. Mm-hmm hopefully hopefully we did a little bit of that today not just raising awareness to whoever might be listening to the show but also creating a means of of being able to do something about it um, and one of the I guess one of the cool things about having people on the show is that usually they are willing to connect with anybody who's listening and so Jacob is as well uh, if you If you have any questions, if you want a little bit more insight or understanding into why people get depressed, uh, what do they feel like? What are some ways to get out of it? um, Any other questions? uh, Jacob has willingly uh, offered yourself. No, that sounds kind of weird, but there's ways to get connected (laughs) with them. So Jacob, how can people get connected with you?
1: Uh, I'm I'm predominantly on Instagram. Like I have a Facebook, but I'm not really... I kind of just share stuff through there, um, but my Instagram is J D Russell underscore Mentat. Um, and fun fact about that, Mentat is actually a, a, a Dune reference, um, and, and I won't get too far into it. But uh, if you've read Dune, and you, even if you haven't, look it up because it's kind of a, a funny play on on that word for myself. But uh, yeah, that's Instagram is pretty much where I'm at at the moment.
0: Okay, so it's J-D-R-U-S-S-E-L-L underscore N-E-N-T-A-T. Yep. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, so if you need to reach out with any questions, you know where to find them. And last question for you, Jacob, is totally off topic, but what's one weird thing that people don't know about you?
1: I mean... I don't know if it's, it's necessarily weird, but it's definitely something that not a lot of people know. Uh, I am a hundred percent scared of spiders. A hundred percent. Like, oh yeah. Like of all things that I could experience in my life, I, I hate spiders.
0: (laughs) Describe that, describe that hatred. Like to what level are we talking about? Uh, to the point where
1: say it's a nice night outside and you want to go and sit out on the patio Mm
2: -hmm.
1: at your home, maybe have a nice deck. Uh, my thought is immediately, I would, but there are spiders out there.
2: Oh, you didn't and even I, see I, one.
1: Oh no, no, I just because, and I, I check like if I walk in doorways or anything like that, always checking for like webs, making sure I don't walk into them. Like it is such, it influences parts of things, and so like I, yeah, it's something that I've I've slowly been trying to like get through, uh, but it's something that I've had for for so long that I just it's, it's a weird thing for me because it's so illogical and I can't get past it. But, uh, yeah, it's because, you know, again, even the the size of like me versus the size of a spider, I, you know, I wish I could explain it, but I I can't.
0: (laughs) Hey, people are afraid of smaller things than spiders. So at least they're kind of scary looking. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much, Jacob. We learned, or at least I learned so much about mental health. Um, Man, there's so much that I feel like could be said in terms of mental health that was unsaid today, but needs to be said. Um, but hopefully, like we, we say pretty much every episode, I really do hope you all learn something new. And because of that, your perspective has now opened up to things that you weren't really aware of before. And today, obviously, we're talking about mental health awareness. So hopefully you were made a little bit more aware of the things that are uh, behind mental health issues in general. Uh, bigger scope and we touched upon this through the episode as well we we become better people by learning more about others and not just on a surface level but get into the depth of understanding where they're coming from and why they are the way that they are so that we can understand them better we can interact better and hopefully if we are in the position to do so help them with whatever issues that they are going through so Let's continue to be active in listening to and understanding as many people as possible, especially to those people that are quite different from us. Uh, If you aren't connected with us yet, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And if it's great and you love it, give us a great review. Uh, You can also find us on Instagram at Operation Dichotomy or online at OperationDichotomy.com. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter updates so you can find out everything that's going on as soon as it happens. Thanks for joining us today on the show. Until next time.